as you guys can notice, if you're if you're watching, if you're listening, you uh, you're gonna be missing a voice today. You know, it's three and a possible, but for all for all of our uh, spades players out there, you know, sometimes you got an ace, sometimes nobody's got that suit, and they just have to cut that ace right away. So we're we're missing it. We had, we had an ace. We thought yeah. it was for sure gonna walk. It's not walking today. So we, only got, <laughs> we only got two. We only got two, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we wanted to get get an episode in before round two of the playoffs started. So we are recording this Saturday, about an hour before the 70s, or um, not the 76ers, but the Bucks in the Nets series gets going. Had to get one in before that one because that's going to be be fun. That's going to be a crazy series. I think a lot of people would probably agree at this point. Probably the two best teams remaining in the in the playoffs altogether. I don't know if you would agree with that, Joe, but. It's yeah, up probably there. right it's on up that. There. Yeah. Especially in terms of just talent on teams. Oh, like they definitely it. got the most, there's definitely the most talent left there. <clears throat> All right. So before we get into the playoffs, Joe, I didn't even I didn't even warn you about this question, but it's all it's, good. It's, it's, been, it's been bothering me, so I'm gonna ask you. Um Oh, I think I know what where, it's about. Where were the twenty were the twenty twenty Lakers bubble frauds? Were they just were they just a bubble fraud team? I have to, as a Heat Ooh. fan, I have to know because I heard after the Heat got swept by the Bucks this mm. year, all I've heard is that the Heat were hey, just man. bubble frauds. All they could do was win in the bubble. But it's now not- that their their opponent in the finals also got bounced in round one, I have to know because I feel like it's only fair if the Heat were bubble frauds, the Lakers should be bubble frauds as well. Obviously, I think both of those statements are complete bullshit. But Joe, I want to know your answer to this. Hey, I don't know. The Miami Heat kind of looked like they were bubble frauds just a little bit. That young talent didn't really show up in the playoffs this year. It wasn't really like an AAU tournament this year in the playoffs like it was last year. That's all I'm saying. But the Lakers, it's not the same team. You don't have Rondo. You don't have JaVale McGee. You don't have Dwight Howard. And they were also injured. I think you got to put in the injuries. I know everybody this year, but, I mean, you got to put it in there. I think it matters. And so I have I have a response to that because the Heat obviously don't have the exact same team. Like they're they're I think honestly they have a little more consistency than the Lakers did last year. But like you know no Jay Crowder who was a starter for them in their playoffs run that was a big loss. No Kelly Olynyk who was a big mm. rotational player. And everyone does keep citing the injuries for the Lakers. And I guess everyone in the sports will just forgot that the Miami Heat traded for Victor Oladipo and was like really counting on him to be part of the. Who? the big, the big playoff run, yeah, I know, because he only ended up playing four games for the Heat. But I don't know. That's like a pretty big injury when your third, your third or second best player, depending on how which Bam shows up, uh, is missing. So, but I think the NBA world really didn't expect much from Oladipo. That's why they got him for. No one was expecting anything from. Well, him. I think the issue was he was one in a contract year, so there was no guarantee that you were going to have him the next year. He does have a little injury history. But I mean, he was hooping in, in in Houston. Like he, like the I forget how many exact games it was before, and he was averaging like twenty five, yeah, like six team. and six. I mean, whatever. Like we've seen, we've seen Oladipo hoop. Oh, like, he can hoop. When healthy, he's a bona fide hooper. Right, oh, and, sure. he, and he wouldn't have been on the Heat. So I think it was it was going to be a great fit had he been able to stay healthy. But and I obviously like hope he recovers well because it's sounding like he might even miss uh-huh. all of next year with this injury. It's like very similar to the injury that Kawhi had where it's like, it's technically the quad, but it's like right at a tendon mm-hmm. right above the knee. So 
Hope, one day it feels good. Speedy recovery, yeah. It's pretty tight, yeah. So, so speedy recovery for him. Hopefully that's all good. No, Hopefully no nerve damage or anything. But I just want to get that question out there because I, I, I hate that only the my team. Question. Was, yeah, the bubble fraud <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I think it's really stupid because the Heat the, that in 2020 had no issues beating the good teams mm-hmm. all year. They, they, they had would, a rough year for real, though. They had a long year. Injuries yeah, and COVID. Both thing for the Lakers and the Heat, and I, even though I don't yeah, like man. them, like the Celtics, you could really tell that the shorter offseason and condensed schedule all kind of combined together to really hurt those mm-hmm. teams. A lot, of, a lot of guys getting hurt. Then you had COVID issues on all those teams. It was it was just a mess for them. But whatever. I'm still excited to watch the rest of the playoffs. Sure. So let's so let's dig into it. We got we got Game Seven tomorrow. Clippers versus Mavs. You guys are obviously already know where we where we stand. We made our picks. I said Clippers in seven. Joe had Dallas in seven. So I don't think either one of us is. I guess gonna, I gotta stick with it. No, yeah, I'm gonna, a little gonna, nervous about it, but I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. So we'll stick with our picks. Devion had Dallas in six. So we we know where we know where everybody stands there. So let's talk about round two because we didn't we didn't do any discussion on further rounds. We didn't pick an sure. overall winner. We didn't do any of that before, before the round one. <laughs> this for you. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's just get into it. We'll save the big one for last. Let's start with 76ers and Hawks. Hawks really surprised me. That, the Hawks were the biggest surprise to me out of all the teams in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think. And sure, yeah, I think that, that was obviously the biggest surprise. I really thought Trey Young would struggle because of how the game is officiated differently. And he just very brilliantly adjusted his play. I was I was really impressed with Trey Young, very disappointed in Julius Randle, who just did not show up at all mm-hmm. in, in their series. <clears throat> so, and now we got the 76ers, and Bede's got a little tear in his meniscus. It's just like, it's, just, it's always something with, with Embiid. You know, you feel, you feel bad for him a little bit. But and it kind of gets to one of the things that you always talk with Embiid, like stop doing all the extra stuff, the it's falling, tough. the extra falling and flopping. Too big to fall. He puts his body at risk instead of really trying to have a good base. So how do you, how do you see that that series going? Do you do you think the Hawks can push them at all, or do you think with or without Joel Embiid, the 76ers are just going to kind of handle them? I I think the Hawks just had a good matchup. Of- in the first round, I just knew it was too much offense for the Knicks. The Knicks have good defense, but they didn't just—they couldn't hold up with the points. They just had no offensive ability outside of Julius Randle. This yeah, you, this yeah, matchup you is, once Randle was gone, they didn't really have anything nothing, else they could go to. Derrick Rose was awesome, but you don't really want Derrick Rose having to play forty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's but, not successful. I don't think those ancillary pieces around Trey Young play as well as they get it against the Knicks because the 76ers have some guys out there who can play some defense and I don't think the Hawks are going to be making the shots that they made against the Knicks the, the 76ers are just too big too strong and they got some defense man that defense is something else I don't know Ben Simmons is going to be huge if he's guarding Trey Young I don't, is Trey Young going to be able to handle that size he's going to be able to get to the paint and drive to the paint like he always wants to to dish it out or is he going to be at that three-point line forced to shoot threes all the time but if you're out there on the three-point line, is Ben Simmons going to be playing you as soon as you get to half court? Those are going to be some hard threes to shoot over a six-nine guy that's guarding you the whole game. So I think that's where the matchup really is going to be key at. I'm taking the 76ers in six. 
Okay, so you got Philly in six. Yeah, and that's only because of Joel and I don't know about his injury. Mm-hmm. You never know. See, that's it's such a tricky spot for them because you know his history. It's like one of those things. Like, you never know when you're going to have a real shot to go to the finals, so you never want to just punt on right. a season, especially when you know you got the one seed. You don't, but is it? I feel like you're putting a significant portion of his career in jeopardy if you push him to play. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I'm no doctor, so leave that all that analysis up to the doctors. But I would not risk his future just for this this series. And I, and honestly, I, th- I think they would still win without Joel so Embiid. Saying if you're Doc Rivers, you're telling your team, "Hey guys, let's try to." Get- Let's try to get a good early lead so we can rest some of our guys. We got to get Joel Embiid on the bench. Let's only have him play 31 I mean, minutes if we're little can. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd play him. Like, I oh, think I would literally just bench him. If you're up 3-0, don't play him in game four. Or you just don't play him at all in the series and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, like, they're still That's way a more talented way. Than, than they are. See how game one goes. Like, at home. Yeah, if you can still if you can win the series without him and like give that knee some more time to heal up, I mean, because I don't know how bad the tear is. I don't because it, it doesn't sound like it's MCL. It sounds like it's just meniscus, which I think those can heal if it's not anything serious. I think those mm-hmm. can heal with just with just rest. Like, I don't think it's anything that needs surgery or anything. Uh, he'll be a liability though because the Hawks like to run. I don't know. You don't want him running on that knee like that up and down the court. You yeah, have him I mean, like, you just never know. Like, you can jump up and land on somebody it's weird. Like, there's so many things that can go wrong when you've got a big man with a lower body injury. It's, it's just a lot of things yeah. can go wrong. It could be an AD situation. AD was already dealing with Achilles injury, so he was compensating and he hurt his groin. You don't want to happen that to happen with Joel Embiid. No, you don't. I, I, like to me, with or without Joel Embiid. And maybe I just maybe I'm just not giving the Hawks enough respect, but because I said I said Knicks in five, I'm going to go Philly in five. I think I think a lot of the things you said are going to be important. They've got a lot of really good perimeter defenders that they can throw at Trey Young, and you know I, I don't think they'll start Ben Simmons on him. I, I think that'd be kind of a waste, and especially with uh, Joel Embiid battling injuries, I think. You don't, you can't really afford to lose Ben Simmons too. Like I know he's not mm-hmm. he's not going to dominate a game like Joel Embiid will, but he's still a very good facilitator and can make the ancillary, ancillary players much better. So you you don't want to because Trey Young he's going to try and get some of those fouls, and depending sure. on how it's refereed, that could get him in foul trouble early. Throw Thibel at him, let Thibel have his turn, and then if you need to stop Trey Young from scoring. Then maybe go throw Ben Simmons at him and bother him with his length. So and and Doc Rivers is obviously much smarter than you or I are. So I'm sure he's got a great a great game plan with all of his good perimeter defenders and even the George Hill he can throw at him from time to time. So I, yeah, I think Philly's got just too much Hawks, not enough. And as we were talking before the show about um, who are we talking about? Might have been the Knicks, where they they just don't really have. They don't have another guy. Yeah. Another guy. Like, once Randall was stopped, they were done. Yeah. The, the Hawks are similar, I think. Like, once Trey Young is stopped, 
Like Cam Reddish hasn't really turned into that at this point. Kevin Herter's a nice player. Okay. John Collins is a nice player to play off of somebody, but no one that you can really just throw the ball to and say, okay, go get me a bucket. Lou Will, when, right, he, yeah. when he jumps in the game, but that's – I mean, yeah. he's coming off Bob your bench. actually played well, but – Again, like you're not going like, to throw it to him. Yeah, I mean, they exactly. can run offense, but... Gallinari, you're really good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that really is the second best option for somebody to get their own shot, who can create their own shot. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably lean Lou Will, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's off the bench. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go Philly in five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Philly in six, like you said, if they just got hot and, and stole an, an extra game. All right, let's, let's talk Suns and Nuggets. I know the Suns are a little of a sore subject for you. Mm-hmm. D book kind of showed us that, uh, yeah, he, he can still he can still give you buckets in the postseason as well. Will be interesting to monitor CP3's shoulder because that that first game when he hurt it like that he that was you could tell. Yeah. he couldn't even dribble like he couldn't even he kept just like losing with his dominant hand his right hand kept losing the basketball so I don't know what's going to go on there. Nuggets are obviously still missing Jamal Murray. Won't have him the whole series. But Michael Porter Jr. in the Nuggets wins, really stepped up and played well, and their losses was pretty awful. So he seems like the natural X factor of that series. What do you what do you what do you make of this series? Can the Nuggets push them? Do the Suns take it? What do you Man, think? I'm gonna I'm taking the Suns and I'm taking the Suns in seven. I think the Suns will pull this one out. I think if if they can play how they played against the Lakers, if DeAndre Ayton can play how he played, then I think they have a good chance. I know Jokic is the man now. He's he's the truth. You're not going to be able to be able to stop him. At least you got a big body there that can at least do a little bit of work with him. And I just like what Chris Paul has got. He he makes sure they're always in the right spot. And I didn't really think he was going to be able to have them handle that pressure of the Lakers coming in town. I know the Lakers were a little injured, but the Suns didn't look like they were scared of them not one time. Even when the Lakers had that one game and they were laughing and joking and having fun, mm-hmm. Suns still looked like they were ready to give it to them. So I, I was just surprised at their temperament and the way they played. I'm, I'm sticking with the Suns. I mean, you know, I've been on the Suns bandwagon for a while now. They had to show it to me first, and they did. They proved it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to stick with the Suns as well. I love Jokic. He's the MVP, in my opinion. But I th- see. Here's the, here's a, like they they just played Portland right, and we talked about that series beforehand. My big thing was like, man, I was I was close to picking Portland because like, damn, they're gonna really exploit Jokic. But then you know the thing that didn't allow me to pick Portland was, yeah, but they can't stop anybody either. <laughs> Not the case with the Suns. The Suns are gonna lock their ass up. So they're gonna Booker and Chris Paul are gonna exploit the hell out of Jokic defensively, and then when the Suns are on defense. Michael Porter Jr. Locked in. Put him in jail. Put him in cuffs. They're not going to let him get off like that. They, the Portland had no one to throw at him. Norman Powell, good try, but he's got like six inches on you. Um, the the sun the Suns are going to be able to throw some some legitimately really good defenders <laughs> exactly. at him. Jay Crowder can go get him. Bridges can go get him. Cam Johnson can go get like they got a lot of people to throw at their perimeter players. I don't see it happening. I got. I got Suns. I'll, I'll give the Nuggets credit. I'll, I'll go Suns in okay. six. 
<laughs> and give him some credit. I, so I, I want to give MVP five. a little bit more credit than that. I want to I say in, I want to say in five, but I'm I'm gonna go six. That'd be impressive. So, well, but let's stay on this series a little bit because this this series is really intriguing to me. Jay Crowder, because you, know, you talked about how Chris Paul has kind of given them this this confidence. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the edge that Jay Crowder gives. Okay, them. He, he gives Jay them Crowder ball. does not give a fuck about anybody nope. on nope. the other team. Like he don't care. He'll he'll go guard Anthony Davis at six ten, six eleven. He'll go he'll go get LeBron. Like he he was willing to go tackle whatever defensive mm-hmm. assignment they had. And like I just think when you have a player like that, I don't I. I I can just imagine, like you know, back in my very pedestrian playing days, like you have somebody like that, it's hard not to get fired up and, and try and emulate them. You know, like, and match their energy. You talking about me? <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> you gotta, I know exactly what you're saying, man. I just just don't pass him the ball towards the end of the game because he's not gonna make a three unless you guys already have the lead. Yeah, Jay Crowder's one of those super <laughs> he's one of those super streaky players. Like, yeah, exactly. If 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 you've seen a couple go in, all right, here you go, Jay. Yeah, exactly. If he's missed like three or four. Just play defense today, man. Just, yeah, just, 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 just D check out. <laughs> he he hurt my heat a lot in last year's finals against your Lakers. He was awesome in the in every other round before that, but man, when it came to the finals, he was bricking and he, he was still gonna throw him up Clint, there, but yeah. You know, it's all good. I, I, I like Jay Crowder a lot. I like what he brings to a team. But and you know who you know who I thought had a, a very underrated but good series against your Lakers was Sarge. I thought he gave them not a ton of minutes, but whenever yeah, he, he was in there, he's just a, he's a very smart player. He's obviously not the greatest defender, but offensively, offensively he's a he's, good he's, passer. He can make the outside shot, and, and thank God for him. Right. They finally started falling again in that series. But I think he's going to be a nice little player to have against uh, against the Nuggets because he's going to be able to help space the floor mm-hmm. and keep. You know, I feel like they'll probably match him up a little bit with Javale McGee when they put McGee in and kind of try and draw McGee out from away, away from the rim so those other guys can still attack. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you look at the Suns; they really can go eight, nine deep on their bench. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of teams can do that in the playoffs coming down the stretch. Well, and, and what's really good about the way they're set up too is that they don't necessarily need to play all eight or nine. But those eight or nine that they have give them so much flexibility in with how they want to play. Oh, you're playing like exactly. this. You're, you're affecting the game this way. Counter with this, exactly. and, and, and they can play the same seven or eight people, and and usually have a pretty good counter punch to whatever you're doing. That, that was the Lakers' problem. Mm-hmm. They couldn't put they couldn't put Harold out there. I don't know why people keep going at Frank Vogel for not playing Harold, but. You can't play him. He's under ma- he can't play defense, and he's undersized. You can't play him in the series. I mean, yeah, you can give him a few minutes for offense, but if you're losing the whole time, you need some defense. Yeah. I, okay. Let's let's talk about the Suns Lakers a little bit too, because I want I want to know your thoughts on that game or that series. Like, what what did you think? Like the the issue was because my biggest takeaway was the Lakers kept trying to stay true to their identity. Of, okay, we're a really good defensive team, and 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 that's what we're gonna do. My issue was the Suns didn't get the memo that the Lakers were a good defensive team and were lighting y'all up. Mm -hmm. So at some point, and I think that's what Vogel tried to do in game six, but with AD being being hurt, it wasn't going to matter. Put your best offensive unit out there and just try and match them. At the end of the day, you have LeBron James. 
that's exactly. the ultimate trump card like that is it like that is the like go just do whatever's going to make him offensively at his best and try and match phoenix that way because what, what was the score at the end of the first quarter like 42 to 14 or something yeah, yeah it was terrible yeah or, so it was some, yeah 30 30 40 yeah like, like it that. was like at some point like yeah because because i had the same issue with the heat against the bucks so it was like all right Guys, the issue is is not necessarily defense. You Man. can't score. Exactly. Get <laughs> some people out there that Man. can score. Should have exactly what he when he was with Cleveland and he had Delvadova against Golden State. We're just gonna put some shooters around him and pick your role. They're gonna suck in and he's gonna dish out. Y'all better make shots or not. LeBron's just gonna go to the hole, get fouled, get an and one or something. But we're not gonna keep. We're, you can't keep going out there and posting up with Andre Drummond trying to slow the game down because it just messed the whole thing up. Because Aiton was balling out there. Aiton was playing some defense. Nobody had an answer for him. So they had nothing in the paint. And so, which sucked, one was making shots on the outside. So I, I think LeBron did the shit. My team ain't playing good. I don't care no more. I swear, it looked like that. It really looked like that. Like, man, it, it I'm doing like everything LeBron I can, and these boys gave me 11 points. He was begging points. them to do something. He's like, something. guys, if we're going to win, you guys have to do it. So he's, it seemed very intentional. And we talked before the show. I said Jimmy Butler, I think, did kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was like being very intentional about trying to get the other guys going first. No, like, look, when shit really gets, like, gets tight, I know I can go out there and go get a bucket. I need the rest of the guys to come with me. I can't carry you for 48 minutes, but I, I can carry you for the last 10. But I need y'all to get going, and they just never got going. And he's 37. I, under, I don't understand why people don't realize that. I was a very big LeBron fan for a long time, you know, and then it really messed when he came to the Heat. And so, like, I know what he looks like when he's healthy and like at full strength, even just as of like last yeah, year. That was not LeBron James in this playoffs. It wasn't. No. Like he doesn't deserve an extra excuse. A lot of people are playing hurt, whatever. I get it. I'm not trying to say like, oh, poor LeBron James. I'm just saying like when he's hampered like that, other guys got to do something and, and no one could. Shooter was terrible. You know, I think a lot of that probably had to do with him getting COVID right at the end of the season. Yeah, we've, we've seen how that's affected athletes now in multiple sports, including basketball, like that, it's affected them. So he just didn't, he didn't, I hate the, like, oh, LeBron didn't have enough help, even though he's got this, 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 and that. At the end of the day, watch the game, who helped him? Nobody, (laughs) exactly. And then people expect him to to play like he did against the Celtics back in the day when he scored 24 of the last 25 points. Or that was the Pistons. It's not going to happen. It's not, he's not, he can't do it. He, he's not, do it. he is not 25 anymore. Well, it's not happening. I know he's, he's great, but, and then it does, I don't think it affects his legacy. Come on, man. No. Yeah, come on. No. Jordan lost in the first round, too. And it wasn't in his 14th no, year yeah. in the league. 17th I, like, year. <laughs> I mean, we can do the Jordan LeBron thing another day, but yeah. At, like, okay. LeBron James' legacy is already pretty much cemented. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He is either. If you're being rational, he is either your first or second best player of all time. I'll maybe even I'll give you third if you want to throw like Kareem in there. Man, and he's no he's no lower than that. If you're if still, you're going to be a rational person, and he still averaged what nineteen seven and eight like, <laughs> like hurt. <laughs> Come on, 
like people are trying to equate this to like when he was his first year in Miami against the Mavericks in the finals. Oh, yeah, like, he, he was not that bad. He was not that bad. And it no. But whatever. That people, you know, you know how the certain people have their preferences and the the super Jordan fans always, you know, they get super excited when LeBron James doesn't succeed to the ultimate level. So whatever. And another thing I think is really funny because people are were, have tried to label his championship last year like with an asterisk because because of the bubble. I, I would argue I would argue this season is way more fraudulent <laughs> than last season with all of the different factors. People actually Injuries. getting COVID. Like people like no one got COVID for the NBA well, last yep. year except for what, Gobert? And 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 yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like at the very onset, but then they had three months off, and like, once they got to the bubble, everyone was healthy. Like everyone was as healthy as possible. This year, everyone's been either getting COVID, getting hurt, all the condensed schedule. Like this season has favored younger, fresher teams so much more than any other season. So this one's much more fraudulent to me than last year. In my like eyes, they're, in my eyes, they are both very real and like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put an asterisk by either of them but i'm I don't just think saying if you had to pick either. one yeah if you had to pick yeah. one like this one's the i agree with this that. is the more screwed up one but i don't even think history will even put an asterisk by it no. maybe like it was the covid year and they played in the bubble that's it yeah they, the only thing history says like oh wow i can't believe the players had to go to a bubble to, right. to play a series like that's what the, it's gonna be talked about like the extreme circumstances the players were under. Not that it was like an invalidated championship or anything, but whatever. All right, let's move on to the most intense series, I think, of the of the second round. I think it's probably going to be the best matchup that we'll, we'll have in the entire playoffs now that, now that we've had the Lakers eliminated, you know, Mm-hmm. No, no, LeBron AD. So this is probably going to be the most collection of talent in a single series that will have the the entire playoffs. When you got, you know, for the Nets you got KD, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. For the Bucks you got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. It's going Man, to be a battle. You better throw Joe Harris in there. I'm throwing Blake Griffin <laughs> before I throw him some damn Joe Harris. Hey, Joe Harris is the fourth option, buddy. But I thought Joe Harris. He, he, no, he's not an option. See that? Okay, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk about this for a second. This is a pet peeve of mine when people talk about options on a team, right? Like, like Ray Allen was an option because yes, you could sir. throw Ray Allen the ball and he could go get a bucket. You cannot throw Joe Harris the fucking no, basketball and ask him to go get a bucket. No, he can't. He is strictly playing off of others. He's not an option. He's just a role player. He's which a last is fine. resort. <laughs> not even the last row. Like, like you will run it's plays open. to get him an open yeah. three, but he's not an option. Okay, I'll like, put you on that. I'll an option that. is a LeBron James. An option is an Anthony Davis. I'll give you that. Go get me a bucket. We the, need a bucket. The, the Nets got three options. The Bucks got three options in terms of people that they can just give the ball to yeah, and say, go get a bucket. Maybe for you could – I mean, back in his day, at least, Blake Griffin. I don't know about this version of Blake <laughs> Griffin, but – He's an option. Like another good example of a really good player, but it was never an option. Another net, 
current net, DeAndre Jordan, right? He averaged a good amount oh, of points yeah. for a season for some seasons with the Clippers. He was he wasn't an option. Yeah, an option. Not an option, no. I think All right. Option. Glad we could have that that conversation. <laughs> one of the one of the random <laughs> things that bothers <laughs> Will when he's looking on Twitter is like, oh, is so and so the the third option? Who's the third option on the Heat? I don't know if we had three. I don't know if we had three options this year. It was supposed to be Tyler Hero. I mean, I guess he was uh, – or Drogic. I guess. They, had, they had three options. All right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Back to the series. Bucks and Nets. First, first tell me who do you think is the most important player of the series in terms of their success will most greatly influence the game. Obviously, like a Kevin Durant and Giannis are the two best players. Mm-hmm. But you have like a you have a pretty you have a pretty good idea of their range and what they're going to do and how they're going to impact the series. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the best player for each team. But I'm saying which players play do you think will influence the game the most or the series the most? Ooh, I'm going with hmm, I'm going with Chris Middleton. I'm That's taking Chris. Okay. I like Chris Middleton because I I mean he's just. He's he's not consistent all the time in the playoffs. He is in the regular season, but in the playoffs, sometimes his butt gets a little tight and he starts breaking some shots and he disappears. And I think that's going to be key. I have faith in what he's going to do, and I know what Drew Holiday's going to do. He may not have a great offensive night some nights, but I know he's going to be able to help help out on James Harden or Kyrie Irving. So I know he's going to do something on defense. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton. I don't know if he's going to show up on defense. I don't – sometimes – I mean, he gets his hand on the ball a lot sometimes when he's trying, but defensively he's not really there. And then offensively, if it's not going in early, he disappears. So Chris Middleton I think is key. All right. My person is going to be James Harden. I think James Harden is going to be the, the difference maker for the Nets. And I'll tell you why. James Harden's play is – because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, how he plays is really going to determine, I think, the su- success of the Nets. If James Harden – so what I'm in- interested to see, if the games are, are very close and, like, things start going badly, say, like the, like the Bucks, say the Bucks make a good run in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, something like that, does James Harden revert to Houston James Harden mm. where he – holds the ball a long time, just starts trying to create, you know, with ISO? Or does he continue to still try? Because he's done a fantastic job this year getting people involved. I still think it's a lot of ISO and it's not the the best offense. But I think with the players that they have out there, I think the role players have have had a pretty good idea of when James Harden's going to get them the ball. So, and to me, that's very important. Being able to expect shots versus, I don't know, like whenever he decides, like he's been a very, he's almost been pass first with the nets versus being score first. Like he was in Houston where he's like, all right, I'm going to try and score. Can't score. Okay. Pass. He hasn't really done that. He's been very intentional about being pass first. So if he can continue to do that, I think the nets have a good chance. If he goes, if he goes back to score first, I think the nets are over with because that's going to be way too easy for the bucks to defend. But then I think that's when you got to put it on Steve Nash. Get the ball out of James Harden's hand. You still you have other options who can control the offense. If you see him start doing that, just try to get the ball out of his hands for a couple of plays. 
get him some easy shots and don't let him just dribble, 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 dribble. I think that's that's what's going to be key. What Steve is Steve Nash going to be able to control that too? Yeah, that, I mean that's obviously very important, and Steve Nash deserves. I mean that's his job. But he hasn't the really issue, had the issue that, that I have. Yet, though. So when when you had the Nets before the Harden trade, you had a lot of other options that could that could do that. That could kind of be more okay, facilitate offense. Kyrie Irving, I love Kyrie. Like I love Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Love his game. Kyrie Irving's never really been great at that. No, you know, like Kyrie Irving forces. is a yeah. Like he's like he's a good like he's not a bad passer by any means. But Kyrie Irving's looking to score the basketball when he's got it in his hands. Spencer did when he's not there. He's hurt. Like that was their other kind of option mm-hmm. to do that. Good point. Who's going to do that for them if it's not James Harden? That's where, that's why I think he's so important. I don't like like KD. No, no. like now KD can be the ultimate cheat code and just get hot and be unstoppable. Which I mean, if you're the Nets, you have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's possible. That's what I think is going to be important. I'm going to be interested to see how the Bucks match up with with the Nets early. Because so many of their players, like all their big three, are all very streaky. Kevin Durant is True. the most is the most consistent. Whereas, like, okay, even if he misses five in a row, you're kind of like, whatever. He's he'll he'll make the next one. I don't know that I feel that way with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. You know, like Kyrie can get to the rack and get a layup to get him, maybe get himself out of it. But like, and same thing with James Harden, obviously. But in terms Kyrie of their has shots. A- yeah, I mean, so does James Harden, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, mm, I don't know. So do they throw Drew Holiday and risk fouls on James Harden initially, or do they start him on Kyrie and try and make it like a two-headed monster of James Harden and Chris Middleton? Like how they defend them is going to be really interesting because what they were able to do against the Heat was, okay, Giannis, get Jimmy, Brooke Lopez guard Bam. Bam mm-hmm. decided he wasn't going to even try to score. And so Brooke Lopez literally just camped under the rim. You can't really do that against yeah. Brooklyn. What do, you, because, what do you do if they put KD at the five? Uh, yeah, and oh, they put Blake at, Griffin. At, at that point, they take, they, take, they take Brooke Lopez out the game. Yeah, is that, I mean, where is he going to play, though? If they, have, if they put Blake Griffin at well, the five. They'll put Blake in. They'll put, they'll put Brooke, okay. yeah, Brooke on Blake. But he's still going to space the floor. Blake's not really in uh, the post. No, fuck that. If they, put, <laughs> if, they, if they put Blake Griffin out there, all right. If Blake Griffin's going to beat me from three-point land. Let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> let hey, happen. Man. hey, man. He's been playing a little good. He's, no, been, he, he's a really like improved three-point shooter, especially from like when he – if you think about the first season Blake Griffin played, he could barely shoot outside of like 10 feet. Yeah. And now he's like a like an okay three-point shooter. So, I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 I'm if I'm Milwaukee, I'll late close out to Blake Griffin yeah. all day versus Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Now, I know they got some, the the Bucks got some bad news. I think Divincenzo's out for the season, the rest of the playoffs. That sucks. He was a nice, he was a good defender that they could throw at people. The white Michael Jordan, man. Stop it. That's what they call him in Connecticut. The white Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's what they call him in Connecticut. You didn't know that, did you? 
Uh, no, and I'm white man can too. Boy got hops. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that you told me that, but <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's got some ups for sure. Um, so yeah, I really, I really want to see how they they start out defending Brooklyn. Drew Holiday is going to be also Busy. super important, but his his see like for me like his output is going to be very consistent. I know what to expect from him. Mm-hmm. We don't always know what to expect from James Harden. So, all right, let's get down to the picks then. Joe. Oh, I didn't make a pick yet. Oh, man. Oh, this is tough. So now now tell me, you say Middleton's going to be the, the most important. Is Does he do enough for the Bucks to win? Or are you sticking with kind of your, your vibe that you've been having man, on the show? Never going to go to the finals. I'm, I'm taking Brooklyn. I'm taking Brooklyn in seven. I think it's going to be a tough series because it's going to be – I think it's going to be a lot. I think I know I've been saying it this whole time that it's going to be an offensive year and defense is not going to matter that much in the East. And I still believe that. That's the only reason I think it's going to go seven games. Defense is going to matter a little bit, but at the end of the day, the Brooklyn is just way too much offense. Like you can eliminate one guy, but you, you can eliminate two guys, but you're not going to be able to eliminate all three. So you're saying Nets and seven? Nets and seven. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm this dude. I'm absolutely picking the Bucks. It's whether I want to say in six or in seven. Mm-hmm. Picking the Bucks just so you can say you lost to the Eastern Conference champs. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I just I think the Bucks. The Bucks honestly showed me a lot in that series with the Heat, and they they just made a lot of. Obviously, they made like it was a big trade when they got Drew Holiday. It was huge to me, just big, I guess, in the in regular sports media. But another one that I that I like a lot, just in terms of mentality, Bobby Portis. He's yes. one of those guys that just does not care. He's gonna go at you, and he offers honestly like a nice kind of twist if they want to. If they need to go a little smaller and I take Brooke Lopez out the game. They can throw Bobby Portis in at the four and kind of have Giannis play the five and and really still space the floor and have people that are that are very capable offensively. So I, I like what they can I like what they can do there. Bryn Forbes. All I gotta say about Bryn Forbes, you better fucking shoot in this series <laughs> like you did against my goddamn heat. It's not happening. That's I not know. Happening that the Nets won't play better defense in the Miami Heat. So I know you're going to get some open damn looks. <laughs> I, I need to see them. I need to see that same Not energy. So, no, bro, I think the, I, I'm going to say Bucks in seven. I, I think the Bucks, like, we, look, in the regular season, all of these games were were fantastic. I don't think the Bucks ever saw them with all three. I'm still under the impression that all three is actually kind of a detriment for them. Like, I think they're still bet, at best when they only have two. But I, I will say this. I think the them getting the Celtics in in round one was, like, the best thing that could have happened to them. It was. It wasn't a real test, but there was still some good talent on the other team. And I think that it really did a lot for that big three to be able to come together, get some good chemistry, 
it feel like they had to fight a little bit, but not really. Like I was, uh, like, I don't, they should have been. They should have won every game with 20, 30 points. Like, come on, man. Even when yeah, Jason like they, Tatum scored 50, I should have won that game. Like, that's how they should have been thinking. Like, damn, man, we got to be a little bit better. Like, I can't believe we lost this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. The, I mean, the Celtics, come on. With no yeah, Jalen seriously? Brown, Kemba yeah. Walker in and out. Like, they should have swept them, but, you know, they didn't. But everybody gets paid. <laughs> right. Everybody gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think – I was leaning probably more in my head, like before the first round, if this was the matchup Bucks and Bucks and six. But I think that was going to help. I think it's going to help them steal an extra game. This first game is going to be very mm-hmm. interesting. If the Bucks steal game one, it could be a gentleman sweep. I think. Ooh! Um, wow! Yeah, faith. I, no, because I think because I think game one is very important psychologically for the Nets. Okay. The, yeah. If the Bucks take Game One convincingly, they're going to get gonna, a little. Like, they're going to start. They might start doubting themselves and start because they got a lot of guys that feel the need to like always prove themselves to people. Like Kevin Durant always has to prove himself to people, right? And like he hasn't gotten the credit that he thinks he should have gotten for what he did in Golden State. Kyrie Irving, <laughs> he's not going to get it here either. It's going to be so funny. I think I think he I think he'll get it. More. No way, no way, not happening. He might not. But You're like, saying you left a big three and started another big three. Yeah, but this one was this one was a lot different. Like him, him just joining Kyrie Irving, like that's not a super team. Like that's a fair no. fight. And but then yeah, they James traded Harden. they traded for James Harden. You know, it's, it's not like they the three of them like got together and like all right, yeah, we're gonna go. Join yes, they did. Here. James oh, Harden was yeah. out there wearing a fat suit, man. Come on. Well, he wasn't wearing a fat suit, but he was wearing like double hoodies and double sweatpants to look fat. Bro, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, James Harden couldn't control who the Rockets traded him to, though. That's fair. No, that's fair. So, like, it, it just it wasn't like it wasn't like a Miami like Bosch way nah, LeBron yeah. get together like that's boom. Fair. James Harden was like, I just want out of here. And even if James Harden did that with Brooklyn, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I had no problem. You know, with it's it. not. It's not like what Kevin Durant did to go to Golden State, a team that won seventy three games, went, lost that he exactly. lost to in the playoffs, and then joined them. Like that. That's a completely different circumstance. I can see why. Like his rings are very valid to me. I just think mm, it tells me it tells me something about his you know, kind of competitiveness. It's, but super teams are all throughout the NBA history. So Larry Bird yeah. was a super team. Magic yeah. routine. Like, come on. I just had I just had an just, issue personally with him joining a team that he lost to in the final. Like yeah, that's playoffs. it. That's that's and like that's choked it away. That's now, like if you want to blame Russ more than you want to blame KD, whatever. But they both had between games five and six, they both kind of had one that was their mm-hmm. fault. Like Russ screwed up game five, KD screwed up game six, and then they both kind of screwed up game seven, in my opinion. Um, but. No, like this this one's a lot different to me. Like he'll get all the credit that I think he has been looking well, for if they can do it. But if they steal game one, <laughs> that will start creeping in. Kyrie People will start talking too. Media will start talking. Well, and Kyrie hasn't really been able to do anything since he left LeBron. Like he had ultimately a failure in Boston. Then you got James Harden. 
still looking for his first string and, you know, he's gotten a lot of blame for it. And, you know, is it all fair? It's probably a little excessive, but at the end of the day, like he's supposed to be the guy. And he also just like gave up in Houston. He pretty much said, I'm not going to be able to do it as the lead guy. So I got to go. I need to go somewhere else. So I, I just think there's a lot to it psychologically. Whereas if the Bucks go down game one, it won't be at home. You know, they're playing the the new super team. You know, it's not like it's not like the Bucks series in the past when they when they lost to Toronto when they lost to the Heat last year, where the, it's like everyone was like, "Oh, wow, you should have beat them, but you didn't." That's not really going to be the conversation this year. <laughs> the so underdog. They got and like I said, Drew Holiday and Bobby Porras give them a little bite. Like that's just a little mm-hmm. fierceness, a little I don't give a fuckness to their team, which I always oh, love. Oh yeah, Bobby Portis has that. everything all over his face. <laughs> like, like, please cross this line, bro. Cross the line. <laughs> right, like, you <laughs> so, all right. You got Nets in seven. I got Bucks in seven. Ooh. Hopefully, by the time we get this uploaded, I'll be able to include Devion's picks with it. We look forward to a big. Game yes, seven tomorrow, which we are planning on going live for. Yes. Hopefully, Devion will at least join us for the live. 3.30 um, Eastern, 2.30 Central. 3.30 Eastern. We'll hopefully try and get on a little beforehand so we can maybe talk, talk about it a little bit. We <laughs> 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 you know your time zones, Joe. But yeah, we'll try and get on there maybe a little early so we can give you a little pregame something to it. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not on Charles, Shaq, and uh, Kenny's. You know, level yet, but we're trying to get there, darn oh, it. No, so. my knees are not that knobby. <laughs> I can run to the screen. <laughs> I, can, I can make it to the screen. I don't know why I decided that I was Kenny, though, either. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that. Oh, God. Because uh, hey, you damn sure Charles. That's definitely who you are. <laughs> nah. Actually, I, can't, I can't even say that, Joe. So I should give the update on our picks. So, Joe, so far, we're waiting on the last one. Joe is 6 and 1 on his picks, has only missed being the Lakers. I am four and three, whatever. Uh, Devion is five and two. So is here. So Joe has clinched winning round one. Good job, Joe. I feel oh, a little cheated good. that my shouldn't have picked with your heart. Pick with your mind. Shouldn't have picked with my heart. Then I'd have a chance. But actually, I would have. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah, me too. I would have been seven and zero if I would have. No, I wouldn't have picked. I think, I think your head still told you the. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But all right, man. So I look forward to doing live tomorrow with you. Three and a possible. Cut down to two today, but it's all good. We'll get at you next week. Yes, sir.